Thanks for joining us for the Anchored Daily. This fall, we're learning from Ezra, Nehemiah, and Haggai as we consider how God would have us remain faithful, obedient, and hopeful no matter what comes our way. Hello, podcast family. This is Angie, and I'd like to tell you a story. Just a few short years ago, or maybe it was a lot more years, I was completing my junior year at the greatest university on the planet. That would be Purdue University. Hashtag boiler up. Anyway, that spring, I went to a small missions conference and was greatly impacted by the mission stories I heard. I wondered, am I supposed to spend my last free summer serving somewhere? At the conference, I gathered info on over 100 different places in the U.S. that I could serve as part of a Presbyterian program called Volunteers in Mission. I unfolded that huge pamphlet of information, spread it clear across the kitchen table at my mom's house, and I started to consider options. I decided to apply for three opportunities, one in Montana, one in upstate New York, and one in Hawaii. I picked all three locations because I'd never been to any of those places. A few weeks later, responses started to arrive in the mail, and I got really excited. I was confident I would be selected for all three, and then I would have to decide which one sounded the best to me. Response letter number one. We regret to inform you that your skill set does not match our needs. Response letter number two. We regret to inform you, yada, yada, yada. Response letter number three. We regret to inform you, blah, blah, blah. I was O for three. Or in baseball terms, that is a strikeout. I was deflated and humbled. And as I whined to the Lord about it, I got the sense that he was trying to teach me something significant. Would I allow him to show me a better way? Or would I wallow in my pride and insecurities, wondering if I just wasn't good enough? Would I sacrifice my own desires and follow his leading instead of my own? I felt led to the book of Isaiah, and chapter 6 poked my heart. Isaiah, aware of his own shortcomings and unworthiness, sought two things. Forgiveness by acknowledging his sinfulness, and then the Lord's commissioning, in verse 8 declaring, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, Here am I, Lord, send me. I too sought the Lord's forgiveness that I did not bathe my decision in prayer or wise counsel or even consider what God wanted for my summer. I spent some time in prayer seeking his will and laid myself out saying, Here am I, Lord, send me. And then I applied to three new locations, and I was matched with a ministry in Alaska. And that experience, and ultimately that summer, changed the trajectory of my life and my faith journey. So what does that story have to do with our scripture passage today in Nehemiah chapters 11 and 12? Well, the rebuilding of the city wall had been completed, but there was a problem. There was not enough people living in the city to keep it protected and functioning. The city needed people to unite and move there in order to help build a strong capital city, one that was vibrant and alive with traditions and celebrations. So a resettlement plan of sorts was threefold. 
and it's laid out in Nehemiah 11 and 12. One, the leaders of the people would settle there, setting a good example for the people they led. Two, some people were chosen by the casting of lots. In the Old Testament, this was a popular way to determine God's will, believing that God ordained the results. And three, others volunteered. For some, that meant giving up their homes, their farmland, their comfort. Three diverse groups of people, all uniting together with one common purpose. All three groups giving up their own wants and desires and declaring instead, Here am I, Lord, send me. Sometimes we sit around waiting to be invited to serve or to complete a task for the Lord. Other times we try to control it by doing it in our own strength and our own will, forgetting to invite God to the table to show us the way. And sometimes we choose comfort over sacrifice. And when we do that, we run the risk of missing out on incredible opportunities to serve God and others. We see how the choices made by these three groups led to incredible unity and blessing among those in the city as we read the end of chapter 12. As one commentary noted, quote, in verses 44 through 47, we see a real picture of unity among the people. Unity does not equal everybody doing the same thing. Instead, unity occurs when each person faithfully fulfills the role or function that God has given him or her with a common goal, end quote. After several challenging months, the Lord has in essence been rebuilding Bethel. Our unity in him is what will keep us moving forward. We will achieve that when we each faithfully fulfill the role and the function that God has given to each of us. As together, we consider the broken, the lost, the hurting in our congregation and community and we exclaim together, here am I, Lord, send me. Amen. Thanks for joining us again today. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to encourage each other through God's Word. Also, make sure to drop a like and subscribe so you're always up to date on the latest Bethel podcast. Don't forget to go to Bethel.ch to check out all the amazing opportunities to connect and serve here at Bethel. Have a blessed day.